fact, we're talking travel with Sally Lucas, our travel expert. She's going to look at river cruising in France and national parks in Africa. That enough to go on with? Plus the current hot deals in the travel marketplace. Paul McCartney, and they released that on their Abbey Road album. Joe Cocker's version came out a year later in 1970. She came in through the bathroom window. That's a great title for a song, Sally Lucas. It <laughs> certainly is. It and reminds me of a story which I will not tell today. <laughs> at another time, I'm going to tantalise <laughs> you. And it happened through a window in China. That's okay. another story. Stand by <clears throat> down the ages to Listen for that. <laughs> Sally Lucas with us, our travel expert to talk travel. And Sally, um, we're going to France first of all. I mean, that is a normal port of call for you, isn't it? Absolutely. Of course it is. It goes without saying. Uh, European Waterways, they're one of the larger companies that operate, of course, a lot of barge cruising throughout, not just France, of course, but within Europe and the UK. And what they're doing now with their, their French, some of their French ones, particularly in the southern Burgundian region, they take guests on a hunt for truffles as part of their exclusive experience on the cruise. Do they take a pig with them? They didn't mention that. I don't think the pig would be on the boat, but I could imagine the pig might be <laughs> might be helping in the truffling. So what they're doing, they, they just want to give guests a chance to enjoy sort of numerous experiential ex, uh, excursions such as travel, truffle hunting and as well as they have a private lunch and tasting at the world-renowned Bouchard, Bouchard Pere Fils winery, father and son, in the Burgundian wine capital of Beaune. And they're saying this is a promotion for that time of year when there is truffles, which truffles rather, which is autumn in the south of France, which mm -hmm. they consider is a great time to cruise. Of course, you've got the different seasons, the color, the you know, the color of the leaves, etc., etc. And of course, you're going to have truffles. So there you go. And as I said, they do a lot of um, beautiful lunches in another place in, in Pouligny and the Montrachet vineyards as well. Uh, another one, a beautiful tasting at the Chateau de Chamerie. Um, so these are sort of lovely little cruises people can do in September and October if they're thinking. They also have some in the Alsace and Lorraine area as well if they're interested. Now most of these barge cruises only take from 8 to 12 people just to remind you and they're just a little floating boutique hotel which is just, we did it on the uh, L'Impressioniste which is also in the Burgundian region and honestly if it's again like lots of things that might be on your bucket list try and do it if you can one day because it really is a most wonderful experience and you do get to experience experience the real part of that inland area of whether it be France or wherever you're going to do your river cruise when you're doing it on a barge with all the locks and all that sort of stuff. It's fascinating stuff. Lovely part of the world too. It is. And now I thought I'd talk about Vienna. Some years ago I, I had booked some clients who'd never been to Vienna and up until then they were a bit like me. Paris was their most favourite city in the world. Then they went to Vienna and they reckon Vienna outstripped Paris in, in, in their opinion. Um, and I thought, well, we haven't talked about Vienna very much, but, I mean, it is a city of music, art, and it still has lots of fine and food. And coffee. Yeah. And lovely Sasha Tort and yeah, all that indeed. sort of stuff. And, of course, it's very proud of its imperial heritage and, as I said, forefront of world's arts and creative industries. So there's lots of lovely things you can do there, of course, including the Lipizzan Ballet of the Spanish Riding School. where that And you've got to book pretty early for that too if you're wanting to do that um, and get good seats. You can get standing room only if you can't afford the better seats. I mean, there's a different range of prices depending on what you want to do. But if you're going to be in Vienna, you can't miss that. It's, it's quite a, a unique spectacle, if you want to call it that. And 
quite near there you've got St. Stephen's Cathedral, which Vienna is famous for. It's a beautiful cathedral. And apparently there you can stop for a, a little snack at a little place quite close there, famous for its little open faced sandwiches but I don't think I can pronounce it and my voice isn't good today looks like it's Chisniewski does that sound right mm. close enough anyway just <laughs> I'll, cast your eyes I'll, I'll, say, I'll say that that's what it is um also you can with the cathedral it's got catacombs below and you do have guided tours of that you can do and you can also climb the 343 steps if you wish of the south tower to view uh, a roof get a rooftop view rather of Vienna's um, first district then, of course, you can go across to some of the um, historic museums in Vienna, and one of them was built in 1891 to house the extensive collection of the imperial family. Um, and, of course, that, that is just full of all sorts of wonderful things. And in the evening, they suggest you should visit a unique style of Viennese wine tavern uh, called Viennese Huriga. Um, it's the world's only major city producing its own wine within city limits. Huriga. Thank you, Jane. I knew you'd come up with it. <laughs> That's the wine of the most French I can season. do. I'm not so good on the Germanics. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so they're saying that's an evening that you shouldn't miss as well. And they serve lovely Viennese world-class wines as well. Um, so there's lots of things to do in Vienna. You go on the subway line, as they say, you go out to Schönbrunn Palace, the Habsburg's former summer residence. Um, it's a world heritage site and it's a wonderful marvel of Baroque architecture and garden design. Again, you can do a ground tour with an audio guide there. Audio guides are great, I think, when you're doing this because if you're just looking at something, it really doesn't impact on you as much as if you can hear the whole story and history behind that artwork or that sculpture or whatever it might happen to be. And I remember we did it in Spain in Madrid at the Prado Museum and we actually had a guide as well that time. So if you can even get a guide, oh, how she explained the paintings, how oh, the artists were poor and they'd paint over and over on top of the canvas and she could find little bits in the background that were part of the original painting of some of these masterpieces. So it's quite fascinating if you're going to go into a museum or art gallery to, to pay that little bit extra. And we had a group of us that were travelling around together and so we all said, do you want to do it? And everyone put their hands up and then it becomes cheaper. So if you're travelling with a few friends and you all do it, you get a cheaper per head price than just if you're doing it on your own. So Vienna, yes, a place, a beautiful place to walk around, lovely, lovely city, beautiful food, full of culture, art, music, as we've said. It's, it's just renowned, the Viennese Waltz, of course. And Sally Lucas, uh, Africa, That's always counts as being exotic, but I suppose mm. it's because of the animals, isn't it? it? Well, I guess that's the biggest draw card, of course. But, I mean, South Africa we're talking about mainly today, um, not east, but um, it, it's so similar to Australia in lots of ways. We feel quite at home in South Africa. You know, the famous beaches that we have, same, you know, the surfing culture, the wineries, you know, it's got a combination of mountains, you know, plains, uh, we, we're at home, and I guess the attraction for us, though, is is the animals. So today I'm just talking about what they call the Battle of the Krugers and how to get the most out of your safari trip to South Africa. Of course, everyone's heard about Kruger National Park. There'd be hardly anyone that wouldn't have. And it's probably synonymous also with the Serengeti in Tanzania. So they're those two famous names. But you've got to remember when you're going into these large national parks, they attract millions of visitors a year, or you know, over a million at least. And you get what we call a sort of a um, gridlock. 
now. Uh, the jeeps are just lined up. You know, suddenly a leopard's spotted here or an elephant. I mean, elephants are easier to see, so that's not so bad. But some of the smaller animals and everyone's up with their heads through the roof, you know, trying to get a view and waiting for that vehicle to move on so you can go. So this is why I'm mentioning it, that once you go into these large national parks, that is the scenario. You're not going to think, oh, I'm in this wonderful isolated area and I'm not knocking Kruger at all because it's probably affordable but what you can do if you can afford it is do the other Krugers which are your small national parks within the Kruger National Park if we can put it that way so you can stay at quite nice small places like um, Sabi Sabi or Lion Sands or some of the places within Kruger where it's personalised where you're taken out whenever you like almost like for a morning drive an evening drive you're not going to have all this entourage of all these other jeeps and cameras and etc 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 so just thought i'd just mention that because it, it, it is a lot different to do it that way and you get better photos and you'll get up close more more close if you like and personal with these animals remembering of course though that it's not a zoo like we're in east africa we're in the serengeti right wild animals are, are abound and a group of, I think they were either Chinese or Japanese, too, started to get out of their jeep. Well, the guide nearly went berserk to get them back in. He's saying, no, you can't get out. And, of course, you can't. It's, it's, because they're wild animals. They're wild they're animals. You're, you're not in a zoo. Because I'm just saying that. You know, just just remember that, that it's, you know. But, yes, but they're, they're a, and the same in East Africa. You've got your large national park. But within the Serengeti, again, you can stay in smaller reserves where you will still get to see a pretty good range of animals. Mm. And having said that, though, Jane, you might have read recently where they transferred some white rhinos that was so sad to another national park to help save them, and they died because the water was too saline. Ah. And mm. so they lost them all, and that was just through trying to save them, which is a very sad situation when there's so, so few of them left in the world. But if you want to help save these wonderful creatures, and we were lucky enough to see one in mm -hmm. East Africa, Intrepid Travel has launched an expedition to Kenya to visit the world's last remaining rhinos, and they've got a seven-day itinerary which is going to be an interactive conservation experience to build awareness and fund research to support endangered animals. So if you want to help the rhino and, you know, use a company that is putting the money back into saving these wonderful creatures that we just don't want to lose, I mean, we don't, do we? I mean, we just cry every day. You think another, you see a list of another animals on the endangered species list. So anything we can do to help is, is a great thing, I think. So, yeah. Africa. Africa. And Sally Lucas, time to look at what's in the hot deals basket at the moment. We will. And Jane, just to let our listeners know, there's a new non-stop service that Cathay is introducing to Seattle. And I think that's great because a lot of the cruises operate out of there and you can also then just pop across to Vancouver quite easily. And, you know, it's not as big an airport as Los Angeles, etc. So I think it's a great service to go via Hong Kong to Seattle. And they call it, you know, that area now, of course, it's such an IT hub, as we all know, with all the IT companies that are there. But it's also got craft breweries, coffee shops and all sorts of quirky restaurants and everything there. So, And, of course, it's a gateway to some beautiful wilderness areas as well. So I think that's fantastic that they're, they're taking that initiative and, you know, and, and flying Excellent into Seattle. Addition. Yes. 
Um, South Pacific. Oh, I mean, wow. we're having such warm weather this winter, but I mean, it's I'm still sure... cool in the mornings. I think the South Pacific uh, might win on that. I think it might. The Cooks again, those wonderful islands, the Cook Islands. There's a little deal available if you book by 15 August on this one, as staying at the Edgewater Resort and Spa from under a thousand, which includes airfares and six nights accommodation and bonuses and breakfasts and all sorts of bits and bobs. So that's really a good one. A little closer to home, New Caledonia, of course that's only a few hours away. There's a lovely four night package there for also under a thousand and you're getting accommodation transfers, drink vouchers, discounts on buffet lunches, dinners etc. That's on sale to the 24th of August. Um, Celestial Cruises, it's a Mediterranean cruise company who has got a sale which ends, goes right through the 31st of October actually, which is great, but it is for cruises for this year mainly, and these are on three, four and seven night cruises of the Med, so you can still get a, a great discount on those. Um, Africa, we were just talking about Africa. So this, this is a wonderful itinerary. It's a spectacular South Africa itinerary, uh, 17 days, and it's from under $4,500. And now I think that's really great value for money. You've got departures uh, this year and next year on this, regular departures. You're getting 14 breakfasts and dinners. You're going into Kruger, Swaziland, Zululand, Durban, Druckensburg, the Eastern Cape Coast, Port Elizabeth, Mossel Bay, Oatsorn, where you can go to the ostrich farm and eat ostrich omelette and all sorts of funny things. Cape Town as well. And yes, yeah, so I said regular departures on that right through into next year from under $4,500 and that's with airfares, accommodation, quite a lot of meals and sightseeing. Um, within Australia at the moment, AAT Kings have got a fly-free offer if you want to go to either Tassie or New Zealand. So it's a 12-day um, a guided holiday of New Zealand with free, uh, sorry, of Tasmania with free airfare or an 18-day guided holiday of New Zealand with free airfare until sold out. Um, and if you're wanting to go somewhere really different, we were talking earlier, Jane, weren't we off air about all the different destinations one can go to these days. Um, so this is four-day hiking with the Huskies if you wanted to do that at Whitehorse, right up in that area of, of um, Alaska, or four-day horse riding under the midnight sun. Mm. There's another one. Or, of course, the Northern Lights. And, of course, we talk about the Northern Lights always from, you know, more the European end of it, but, of course, you can do it. In Canada. In Canada. Yeah. And the Blatchford Lodge there, which is near Yellowknife, is a lodge that has spectacular um, viewings of the Aurora Borealis. And they've also got lovely other one, wilderness escapes into unique lodges of the Yukon and summer ones as well for people who want to go there in summer where you can do a golden southern circle tour of the Yukon. These are lovely little holidays. And there's another one, a 12-day Arctic Yukon Explorer. Now, that is wonderful. And that one's under $1,300 for 12 days touring all the way from Whitehorse up to Inuvik. Um, so, yeah, incredible lot of scenery you're going to see along the way there in the Yukon. So, yeah, as usual, Jane, and at the moment, of course, we've got early birds coming out left, right and centre, so just keep an eye on those. There's lots of those about at the moment as well. Fantastic. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll talk travel again next Friday to a new RFM.